You're listening to Early Learning Review Radio. At Napa Centre, we are a multidisciplinary team of, so we have occupational therapy, speech therapy and physiotherapy, and we're a paediatric uh, private practice. So I guess the main thing that sets us apart is that we, we do intensive therapy and that is consistent of, you know, two to five hours of therapy a day, five days a week for three weeks. And that's sort of aimed at the child's life goals or skill goals that they are hoping to achieve. That does sound incredibly intensive, for especially for young children. What kind of children are you dealing with that need that level of therapy? We're dealing with children uh, with disabilities, um, mainly cerebral palsy, but we have a huge range of kids with genetic disorders, unknown diagnoses, developmental delays, autism, speech delays, uh, anything pretty much that you can find we we work with definitely the complicated condition children that have one condition can often have more than one condition to work with what are your optimal outcomes for the children that you're working with a lot of the times children get weekly therapy which is great but what we look at is okay these are your goals whether it's head control or sitting crawling or walking or just improving the skills that they do have improving their body awareness and and such or if it's speech related it might be swallowing or adding some more key signs in for communication or it might be sensory regulation whatever it is that they're working on generally we tend to look a bit guess a bit more deeper and find those little missing pieces that are the elements that might be holding them back from achieving a goal and because we do see them for the three weeks we have a really consistent I guess, a real consistent ongoing target at those areas. The other thing we kind of look at too is go, well, if you're trying to lose weight at the gym, you don't go once a week. If you're trying to learn a new language, you don't try doing it just once a week for an hour. If you're an Olympic athlete, you don't train one day a week for an hour or two. So I guess what we're trying to do is really make the most of that um, neuroplasticity, that skill learning, um, and with these kids who do have that decreased body awareness or, you know, brain injury or whatever it might be, they do need that extra help and that extra intensity to get them over the line for a skill that might take a typical uh, typical kid, you know, a week to learn. Is there an average age in the children that you're working with? No, we see kids, generally kids will get diagnosed maybe sort of around the two-year mark, but we do see a lot of younger kids. Um, But we may not do an intensive program with them at that point. So, you know, we get 10-month-old, 8-month-olds up to, I think my oldest is 15 or 16. No average, (laughs) just a range. (laughs) And uh, so after three weeks and you've you've worked on these and they've maybe achieved their goals, where do they go on to from there? Is it about then trying to perhaps get them, uh, for the younger kids especially, getting them to attend perhaps a mainstream preschool or is it simply about them having a better quality of life? It's it's very individual on the child. Um, We have kids coming from uh, international and interstate, as well as our local Sydney Sydney crew. Um, So what we tend to do is we give them a program to work on at home with their weekly or or local therapists or for the families to work on with the kids as well so that they can, you know, continue to improve on those skills that we've worked so hard on the three weeks with them to achieve. Um, And then 
you know, ideally these kids are able to come back in three months or six months or, or once yearly, depending on, on the financial situation. Um, and in relating to where it gets them, I guess, you know, each little improvement that they have is going to be either achieving a goal and setting or setting them up for the next one. So um, some kids, yes, it is to get core stability to be able to sit at school. Um, some kids, it's going to be, um, you know, walking safer so that they can play with their friends and, and integrate a lot, lot better in those sporting situations. Um, sometimes it's just getting their um, body awareness better so that then they can work on to their next goal. So it just really, it's really individual for the kids, but quality of life is definitely one of the biggest things that we see improvements on, not just for them, but also for their families and carers. Now, the two awards that you and your team are up for is that you're up for an individual distinction award and then you've also got the Team Excellence Award. And yeah. what I'm interested about is the Team Excellence Award, one of the things that you focus on as an organisation is uh, not just the ongoing health and the improvement of the quality of the life of the child, but to ensure that they don't need so much equipment in the home. Do you also advise on home life and perhaps what adaptions would be advisable or how to reduce the need for specialist equipment in the home? Absolutely, yeah. Um, as part of what we do and, and what we send them home with, um, we can make recommendations as to bits of equipment that may be too supportive for the child now, or we might give them um, different or alternate options that would enhance their goal um, achievement. I guess we sort of we find that they have families have a lot of equipment, but it might be too supportive for the child, and it, and it means that they look great um, and they're all set up and aligned, but it maybe doesn't encourage the best use of their body um, or that continuing to uh, for strengthening. The other thing that um, we do is we don't necessarily go into homes and do equipment trials, but we do liaise with um, a few equipment equipment suppliers and then trial bits and pieces of um, equipment like walkers or standing frames or seating um, positioning systems for those families who can then go and, you know, um, incorporate that into their home or and or, and or school life. Uh, it's, as you say, it is a very holistic approach that you have then with the children. Yes, absolutely. We we like to work together as a team. So, um we have team meetings about uh, where the child is at and what their goals are and what we're finding their difficulties are in. And we sit down and discuss what's going to be the best approach. It might be that they really need to focus on some of their sensory um, integration before they're then able to work on their feeding or they're going to, they need to strengthen their core and neck control because, before they can really focus on their swallowing. So we kind of find as a team that we end up with a really great result because we do approach it as a whole person rather than just one segment of the body per per therapist, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. Now, you mentioned their, you know, sensory abilities. Can you perhaps elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, our occupational therapists uh, have all got a strong sensory background. So that were, um, is mainly looking at the child's uh, interaction with their environment, how they cope with sensory stimulation, such as noise and touch um, and sounds and movement. Um, so the OTs have a very uh, high experience in uh, working with the child and their families to either decrease or increase 
that sensory um, deficit or aversion or whatever it might be that's holding them back from uh, achieving what they need to, to achieve. Okay. Listen, thanks very much for that. I think we've got plenty there for our interview. Unless there was anything else that you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's... I think that's all. Okay. Um, the only thing I do want to say is that I'm not quite a doctor yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm finishing my I'm finishing my PhD as we speak, so maybe yeah. in six months. <laughs> I, I did see your email about that, and then the uh, the press release I've got. I'm sure it had you down as having a PhD. So... Oh, there was another Dr. Claire Young, oh. and then there was myself. So I don't know if that's why. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's I find it super incredible because. Um, you know, we don't put a ceiling on the child's ability and what they can achieve. It's all, hey, they told you you can't do this. Let's work on it. Let's see if we can get you to do this. If you, if that's what you want to do, sure, let's work on that. You know, we kind of, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that our team is, you know, quite proficient at is, you know, trying to push those boundaries and, and lift that ceiling that is sometimes put on to kids because they have a, a label 